Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so wonderful to be with you today. In today's session, have you lost momentum? Are you not as focused as you want to be? Are you falling into old habits that are not serving you, feeling unmotivated and becoming frustrated? Well, you are not alone. It is so common to have moments like this in the course of a day, a week, a month, when you feel like you're not living like you want to live, not achieving all that you can achieve. In this episode, the second episode of the Science of Goal Setting to Build a Better Life series, we continue our journey of creating a plan to start anew, to build momentum, and create the kind of relationships, career, and life we want. In this episode, we dig into our story, bringing awareness to key parts of our life to better understand ourselves so we can set ourselves up for success going forward. Let's walk. Being outside, moving as we are able, enjoying this wonderful day. If you are new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate three things, movement or walking. Some people spin on their stationary bike. Some use a rowing machine, but we move and we do mindfulness and we do mental training exercises. Why? So we can build the skills including emotional intelligence so that we can be better in our more difficult moments, so that we can use our most difficult moments as opportunities to transform. So we start by walking, just feeling our feet on the ground. Just feeling our belly rise and fall. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Grateful to be alive, to be able to move as we are able. Grateful that we can start our day like this. Or if you're listening to it at a different part of the day, not the morning. Grateful that we can take a moment out of our busy, at times chaotic lives to get grounded in our body. In our belly. In our breath in our feet on the ground. So just let go of whatever you were thinking or doing and just be present, arrive in this moment. Feel your feet contact the ground. Be curious about that, but what that feels like. See if you can move away from the story of or the thought of what it might feel like. And then instead just drop down and just feel the physical sensations of your feet on the ground. 
or your hands and arms moving back and forth as you walk. Part of the reason that we pay attention on purpose, non-judgmentally, which is the definition of mindfulness, is that we want to see how we can have something happen to us or a sensation in our field of awareness like walking or belly and see how quickly we can add a story to it afterwards. And part of what we want to do is just be present with what is and notice the story, but not get engrossed by the story, not get taken by the story. And the more that we can do this, the more in the day we can just be present with what is, without all of the other story and judgment that we lay on top. It's not to say thinking is wrong or bad. It's not. It's just not to be taken over by it. So right now we're just walking, being present, feeling our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall. And just feeling grateful. And now moving to mindfulness of reflecting and moving into this series, the goal setting series, the science of goal setting to build a better life. C.S. Lewis said, you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. And that's what we're doing in this series. We're beginning again a great part of this practice no matter how challenging a moment was or a week was or a month was or a pandemic was or is we can begin again we can start anew and in this goal setting series that's a big part of it life is hard but if we have a plan if we have meaningful goals life becomes easier becomes more manageable, more enjoyable, more purposeful. So don't underestimate the power of having clarity of direction and getting some momentum. This is what well-placed goals can do for us. So if we can start with a small step in a direction that excites us, that gives us juice, we are able to transform what might seem impossible or an impossible obstacle into a possible avenue. We start to see possibility where before we only saw insurmountable barriers. And we feel the energy that comes with this action and momentum. It becomes a virtuous cycle. That's why movement matters. One of the things that we believe at the last 8% is that mood follows movement. Let me say that again. Mood follows movement. One of the reasons we exercise 
is because we know that mood follows movement. And it's the same with taking small actions. It builds some momentum. We feel differently emotionally because of that. And it becomes this virtuous circle or virtuous cycle. That's another big reason why we do goal setting. Because as you know, at the last 8% project, we are all about transformation. We use our most challenging situations as opportunities to transform ourselves, our relationships, our career, our life. And transformation, when you look at it, it's a process of making and remaking, telling and retelling stories. In the literature, this is known as metacognition or the process of knowing, understanding one's own thoughts and memory and understanding. This is the key to understanding ourselves in a deeper way. And this is what helps us create that plan that becomes meaningful to us. If we can connect our goals to our story, to something that is meaningful to us, to something that describes that transformation that will lead to our best life, then these goals increase their pull on us. They grab us and they increase the possibility that we will take action. Even though we face temptation or at times it's more comfortable to just stay in bed or stay not exercising or stay and not take action. So we need to start with an autobiography. That's the story part in all of this. So I want you to think of your life in three to four larger time periods. Uh, it could be more if you want. Three or four seems a number that when we've worked with different individuals, it, it's a number that seems to work. Sometimes five at the most. But I want you to describe for each of these time periods, I want you to use these four questions to describe each of these time periods. So let's just take an example. Period one might be from birth to high school. That might be a big one. It might be birth to grade eight or nine, and then high school might be a separate one. Again, up to you. Whichever one you choose, answer these four questions. And again, just standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. I'm going to suggest that, as I mentioned in the episode one, listen to this episode while you walk and then find a time to sit down, reflect and write down and answer these questions. So four questions for each time period. Number one, how would you have described yourself in this period? Number one. Number two, who most influenced you and your personal development in this period? Number three, what were the most intense struggles and conflicts, successes and failures you experienced during this lifetime? I'm going to go over them again. I just want to give them to you ahead of time. And then number four, what were the most important lessons you learned from this period of your life? So I'll say them again. And again, we'll show you how you can get this workshop template so you can organize your thoughts and write them down. But for each of the three or four periods of your life, answer these four questions. How would you have described yourself in this period? 
Number two, who most influenced you and your personal development? These are the people who really impacted us. Could be a coach, a teacher, family member, person in the community. Number three, what were the most intense struggles or conflicts or successes and failures that you experienced during this time? Sometimes we call these critical incidents. And then number four, what were the most important lessons that you learned from this period of your life? So this is a lot. You know, take your time. Don't feel like you need to do this all in one sitting. But take action on this. It's so important, as you remember from episode one, we have to sit down and take action. Part of the process, the the goal that we get out of this process is the actual doing of it, not so much what we actually write down and, um, you know, what we get out of it. In fact, Henry David Thoreau said, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. Let me say that again. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. That's what we're doing. We're transforming. We're using this exercise to transform ourselves. And again, this is a key part of this whole series. Now, goal setting is really more about building self-awareness so we can craft the kind of life that we want to have. Now, there's a spiritual side to our story. And some of us, for some of us, this is, you know, material or salient. It's meaningful to us. Some, For some of us, the spiritual side is not. But life is full of ups and downs and joys and sorrows and lessons learned. And some of us do see it within a spiritual frame. And others do not. And of course, both are fine. These next set of questions are to help you see your life up until this moment within this larger spiritual frame. And again, just to be clear, this looking back is to help you better understand your story and to understand what really matters to you. So if this feels right for you, dig in. If it doesn't, you can just pass and move on. There's seven questions. And again, I'm going to say them. And I'll I'll, I'll say these just once. Um, But you'll have them later so you can answer these questions when you sit down. Number one, how important is your spiritual life to you? You know, maybe use a scale of one to seven. How important is your spiritual life to you? Number two, how does your spiritual life affect how you see your biggest challenges? How does your spiritual life affect how you see your biggest challenges? By the way, one thing you might want to choose to do is just to pause me as you're walking and really reflect on these questions. You can do a lot of the thinking while you're walking. In fact, we even know that movement has a real effect on cognition. So it makes a lot of sense to do that. You know, even before you can go write them down. Number three, who are the spiritual teachers in your life now? These could be more, quote unquote, religious or less religious. 
In other words, who do you turn to to increase your wisdom and understanding? So who are your spiritual, spiritual teachers in your life right now? Next question. What are the important words and stories of the philosophies or religions that have shaped you? What are the important words and stories of the philosophies or teachings or religions that have shaped you? Next question. Do seemingly random events of your life seem to reveal interconnectedness? Two more questions. Here's the second last one. Have you ever felt or experienced the sense of being called to do something? Have you ever felt called to do something? And finally, how do you plan to live out your beliefs in the future? I recognize this is a lot to answer and ponder. Please take your time. You know, keep walking, go back, you know, replay and um, go back over these, you know, and pause as you go so you can really think about these questions. But the reason we are answering these questions is because, and you know this, but that understanding ourselves will help us get a better sense of what we want out of our life and will help us form meaningful goals. Remember, when our goals are meaningful and they're clear, they have four effects on us, according to research. They increase our awareness of the choice we have. Huge. They increase our effort. They increase our persistence when we hit setbacks. And they help us change our behavior. So, you know, with this goal-setting series, we are doing a 10-day challenge. Go on to the Facebook group if you've not joined the Last 8% Project Facebook group. Go on there and take the challenge to finish this whole goal-setting series in the next 10 days. And let us know how you're doing in this challenge and if you're up for the challenge. So walking, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Let's move to our three by three. Three mindful breaths. Right down into your toes. Next, three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for without working very hard? And now, three goals. What do you want to get done today? And as you might be starting to see once we get really clear with this goal setting series then it makes so much sense it's so much easier to think okay what are the three goals that with that fit with what you'll find to be in the later part of the series our three-month focus to achieve our three-year best life this is all coming it's all so exciting i'm just over the moon that we're able to do this podcast with this goal setting series it's one of my favorite things to do and uh, I'm so excited to be with you for this as we're finishing 
Amelia Earhart said, some of us have great runways already built for us. If you have one, take off. But if you don't have one, realize it is your responsibility to grab a shovel and build one for yourself and for those who will follow after you. This is what we're doing with this series and this whole podcast, this whole project, this whole movement. We're taking charge. We're taking responsibility. And we feel great and we feel the momentum in it. And this is what's going to help us create the relationship, career, and life that we want. So we can live courageously and without regret. Have a wonderful day.